episode 94 of The Virtual Couch. I'm your host, Tony Overbay. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, certified mindful habit coach, writer, speaker, husband, father, four, ultra marathon runner, and creator of The Path Back, an online pornography addiction recovery program that is helping people reclaim their lives from pornography addiction. If you or anyone that you know is struggling with pornography addiction or compulsive sexual behavior, please point them to pathbackrecovery.com. There you can download a short ebook that describes five common mistakes that people make when trying to overcome pornography addiction. Again, that's pathbackrecovery.com. Okay, today is a bonus episode. Um, it's an, it's a, I was a guest on another podcast. It was the Amanda Louder podcast, and I did not do Amanda the Solid that I wanted to do. I did not, uh, when I was on her episode, it was a couple of weeks ago, maybe maybe even a month ago, and she posted about it, and I never even shared anything on Instagram. Um, I'm one who does not really like excuses. I, I think I had a heavy uh, client week, and that week I was on a couple of national radio shows and podcasts, and I did my own podcast, and uh, got a book thing kind of going that working on. I guess those are all excuses, aren't they? But so I really, I can't even believe, I didn't even post on my stuff that, hey, go listen to the interview on the Amanda Louder podcast. So I, I really couldn't wait to kind of get this bonus episode out because Amanda was a fantastic interviewer and she interviewed me about one of the things I love talking about, which is couples therapy, couples communication, emotionally focused therapy, EFT. So a lot of the feedback I get is give us, give me more EFT and more of the acceptance and commitment therapy, the ACT. Um, not to be confused with the test, but uh, the therapy modality. So this is an EFT podcast. You may think that you've heard everything you need to know about EFT, but I feel like it's one of those things that needs to be thought of and practiced on a daily basis. You know, no one's going to get it perfect. Uh, there's still plenty of times where you know I realize that I'm not doing the EFT skills even as an EFT therapist who has been married for 28 or 29 years. So it's something that uh, is just constantly good to hear um, and to practice. Again, practice, practice, practice. If you really want a kind of a book that will explain all of it, it's the Hold Me Tight book by Sue Johnson. But uh, but so again, please go check out her podcast. It's the Amanda Louder podcast. It's available on iTunes and Apple Podcasts and um, wherever you can find your podcasts. Uh, you can find her on amandalouder.com. Oh, and her name. Uh, it's funny when I would see her, she's posted on some social media, that sort of thing. She does a lot of nice inspirational quotes and she takes some um, things that some of her guests say. And uh, I always thought her name was, you know, she's Amanda and she's loud. You know, she's loud. She's proud. She's she's preaching the word. But her actually her last name is Louder. So Amanda Louder, L-O-U-D-E-R dot com. And uh, let me give you a little quick bit. This is from her website, AmandaLouder.com, about her. Um, she says she's Amanda Louder. She's a life coach. She's LDS, divorced, remarried, a mom to three, and a stepmom to two. She says she understands what it's like to be in a marriage that's anything but celestial when you're doubting if that's uh, your your partner's even somebody that you want to spend eternity with. And she so she addresses that. She says that she understands the frustration, the feeling of hopelessness, and she understands because she's been there. And she's been there again in her background, remarried, mom to three, stepmom of two. So she offers some coaching programs, uh, group coaching, one-on-one coaching. She offers a podcast. So I just, I, I love when anyone is trying to help marriages. Marriages do need help. And the, the, the crazy part is they can be helped, but uh, it takes work. And, and when I say that, I know that sounds all cliched and dramatic, like it's hard work. But that's why I love stuff like uh, emotionally focused therapy. That's why I love when couples come into therapy because they are taking action, they're doing work, and there are tools and skills available. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. If you're not happy in your marriage right now, 
You can do something about it. You can. And if your partner doesn't want to do something about it, now we get into that whole crazy world of the way the brain works. You know, it's almost like, uh, remember, in the world of acceptance and commitment therapy, if our goal is to go get help, um, if we sit back and listen to uh, the stories our brain's going to try to hook us to, it's going to do all of the stuff like, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I'll find a good counselor or therapist or life coach. I don't know how much it's going to cost. I don't know if we have the money. I don't know if we have the time. I don't know if my partner's even interested. Um, what if it doesn't work? Uh, what if we see somebody in the waiting room? All of those are are just these, in acceptance and commitment therapy, they call it reason giving. It kind of sounds like excuses, right? No, no guilt or shame around there. But uh, because if your brain can hook you to one of those thoughts, guess what? You don't have to go do the hard work. You don't have to go to the therapist. You don't have to hear that maybe you play a role in, you know, some of the dysfunction in the marriage. You don't have to hear that you have to be more empathetic or caring or listen more. You don't have to hear that. Your, all of your ideas are not the, the correct ones. You don't have to learn that somebody else has a completely different viewpoint on things. But so go get help. Um, so again, if you feel like you're, when you listen to things like uh, this episode today about emotionally focused therapy, if you think, holy cow, that sounds, you know, like a dream to be able to communicate in that way, then go, go make that happen. Uh, that's, uh, that's something that, that you can do. And if you sit back right now and say, yeah, but my partner wouldn't want to, again, um, your brain's trying to just stay right in this little sweet spot where it's at. And you might even think, hey, it's not very sweet. But to your brain, it at least knows what's going on right now. It is afraid of what that change looks like. Um, because again, it just wants to kind of chill, as the kids say, hang out, wants to live forever. And so it does not want to go do all of these uncomfortable things. That does not mean that you cannot um, get out of that zone, get out of that comfort zone. Again, in the acceptance and commitment therapy world, once you recognize, oh, my brain's trying to hook me on that, this might not work story, so that it doesn't have to do anything, then that's one of those moments where it's like, all right, I see what you're doing there, brain. Uh, nice try. And uh, so now I'm going to kind of take action and go find a therapist. So um, there you go. That was a little bit of a soapbox I didn't plan on getting up on. But uh, read about Amanda. Okay, and before I get to the interview, getting really, really serious about the online group I mentioned a couple episodes ago for women who may believe that they are in a relationship with a narcissist. I've gotten a lot, a lot of good feedback. So I want to, I'm going to give a little push for that for the next week or two, just to see how many people are really interested and um, just talking with somebody about putting that together right now. So if you are interested in that, uh, an online group, and I was even talking with um, with somebody who's going to help me with that. And you know, if your if your brain is saying I don't want anybody to know or I'm embarrassed or that sort of thing. Um, you know, I'm going to do it. Uh, it's going to be online. It's going to be through the, the app or the website Zoom. So I will host a video um, session, but you can turn your camera off. It's fine. I just want, I just want people to be able to know that there, there are other people out there going through what they're going through, that they are not crazy. Um, it's just wild. As a therapist who deals with this every day, I get to hear all of these similar stories where, um, especially women in relationships with narcissists, think that they're the only ones going through this. And so sometimes when, you know, I will tell them, wait, you know, then did he say this? You know, then then is this the way this plays out? Um, I'll give you a quick example of that in the world of gaslighting. So when somebody is saying something back to you and uh, you're starting to think, wait, that's not the way I remember it. You know, well, wait, 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 I can I can prove that. You were actually, um, you had just come home. It was the day after my birthday. And, you know, but to the person that you are, that you are being gaslit by, the person who is, who is, trying to change the story um, so that they aren't the ones that have to take any accountability when they are trying to turn the story around and make you feel crazy. When you then do find some truth, you know, when you do finally go, oh, wait, no, I can I can go back to the, you know, the the webcam, the nanny cam, and I can show you that um, when the person kind of feels like, oh, my gosh, they're caught. They're not going to go, oh, wow, you're right. If they're the ones who are going, you know what, who cares anyway? I, I, you, you just don't get it, you know, or they walk out or they get mad or the classic, oh, you think you're perfect, huh? I mean, you know, I get to hear those stories every day. And sometimes when I do, you know, the the, the women who tell those stories kind of feel like, 
oh my gosh, I thought I was the only one. So, I mean, part of the group is not just to have people get together and go, yeah, you know, get the pitchforks and let's go get him, but uh, going to work on some solutions on ways to disengage. Um, but building that community, I think can help. So um, shoot me an email at contact at tonyoverbay.com. And then again, go, if you, while you're there, if you go over to tonyoverbay.com, please sign up. There's a place in the middle. I think now I've got it there where it says learn how to be happy. That's an upcoming program. But man, I've got some really good news this week about a book project that I'm involved in. So can't wait to share more of that. So go ahead and sign up there and I'll keep you updated on things. But uh, and then you can go find this video with Amanda Louder is on the Virtual Couch YouTube channel. And um, also you can find me at Virtual Couch on Instagram and Tony Overbay Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist on Facebook. So without any further ado, let's get to the interview with Amanda Louder. excited to have Tony Overbay as my guest. Tony is a licensed marriage and family therapist, a certified mindful habit coach, and a popular motivational speaker. He also has an amazing podcast called The Virtual Couch, where he addresses a variety of topics facing families today, including overcoming pornography addiction and compulsive sexual behavior, couples issues, and parenting. In addition to being a therapist, Tony is married with four teenage and adult children, a motivational speaker, and ultra marathon runner. So I'd like to welcome Tony to the podcast today. Welcome, Tony. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Amanda. Um, uh, boy, that, I, sometimes I feel like it makes me sound old, though, with the four teenage and adult children. But it's true. I mean, I can't, I can't deny that. Well, especially in the Latter-day Saint culture, you know, yeah. we tend to start having kids young. Most people tell me, like, I don't look old enough to have a 19-year-old, but... I am. <laughs> right. Um, and I, you know, and we did the thing where we waited seven years. So, I mean, we waited a long yeah. time. Yeah. I think that the, but the, the, my haircut actually makes me look a lot younger. I think the, you know, the, the bald stuff kind of hides it a little bit. Yeah, for know? sure. For sure. You definitely don't look old enough to have adult children. <laughs> that was, that was me fishing for that. Oh, thank you. I, I, <laughs> Thank you, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the last few weeks, I've been focusing on communication in marriage here in the podcast. And I've talked about empathetic listening, having weekly marriage check-ins with your spouse. And last week, we talked about learning how to fight fair. And I found yeah. that communication in marriage is such an important skill to have and one where couples really seem to be missing some key elements which usually contributes to a lot of the struggles that they're having in their marriage. Yeah, exactly. yeah. What kind of issues due to poor communication have you seen in your practice? Um, is it, is it okay if I just say all of them? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah um, for sure. Yeah. Cause I mean, I really feel like at the core when I get a couple and it's really wanting to be heard, you know? So it's like they come into couples therapy often and it's that old, uh, concept of, you know, just tell us which one is right. You know, it's like, I'm the referee yeah. and I'm supposed to, I will hear your complaints now and then I will rule. And, yeah. uh, and that's, you know, that's not productive, right? Because I no. feel like that's, that's the mentality. I think that a lot of people are going into communication with is I just have to convince my partner. If they just understood what I'm saying, then they would understand that I'm right. They would back off and we would live happily ever after. But little do they know the person on the other side of the couch is doing the same thing. If they would just hear me, yes. then, you know, then, then, and so I feel like, that's the, that's what I see coming into to counseling. So it can be about anything. You know, I deal a lot with in the world of um, addiction recovery. And, uh, and so a lot of that is, you know, when people don't feel connected to their partner, 
um, then they do feel uh, sometimes like isolated or what's wrong with yeah. me or yeah. they feel broken. And so um, they turn away from their partner and that's, you know, and then they'll turn to everything from, you know, I do a lot with pornography addiction, but there's a lot of uh, where people turn to social media, they turn to gaming, yes. they turn to food, to Netflix, they, whatever that is. So, yeah. so, I mean, I guess the, the long winded answer, which I'm very good at doing, right? Yeah, we call that a buffer in life coaching. So they turn to that instead of actually dealing with those hard emotions and dealing with each other. Yeah. 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 So you have a modality in couples counseling called emotionally focused therapy. And I really like to talk about that today because I think that is key in helping couples communicate better. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, you know, when, and I, and I apologize if I have, if I've told this, some people that might be listening, maybe have heard this story before, but I just, when I got into couples or no, when I got into counseling, I wasn't, if I had one couple a week, I just thought, man, that's heavy because <laughs> yeah. I didn't really with them. It was like, Hey, oh, tell me more about that. Or this yeah. you know, kind of concept of reflective listening. And then you just want them to figure it out. And so I really felt like the more that I was working with men and the more I was seeing that men, when they didn't feel connected in their relationships were then turning to addiction. Then I thought, man, I got to do couples counseling. So I, I, I really researched it and I found what I felt like was the most, it's the most evidence-based modality. And it's a whole, like it's a, it's a communication framework. It's a whole different paradigm way to communicate. And it's this emotionally focused therapy EFT. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, it's fairly new in the therapy world. And the fact that it was, uh, started in the eighties, okay. um, but it was, uh, it was okay. developed, uh, you know, kind of from a, this scientific approach on adult attachment and bonding, which, so, hmm. so there's like a, there's a really cool kind of underlying you know, science uh, to it. And there's a woman named Dr. Sue Johnson. I think mean, she's a Canadian psychologist who is one of the pioneers. And so there have just been now uh, books and classes and studies. And I mean, there's so much data now that shows the, the success of EFT. And I even pulled up a little bit of this. It says a substantial body of research outlining the effective effectiveness of EFT um, shows that about 70 to 75% of couples move from distress to recovery. Oh, wow. That's and great. It is. So, I mean, it's, it's an evidence-based modality. And yeah. so what it's really based on is this uh, concept of attachment theory. And so the attachment theory is that it's, it's this concept that people really are made more uh, they're made healthier by emotional contact, but they need to feel safe in those connections to others. And so when we're young and we're, and we're kind of trying to find those safe connections, um, you know, it, it, it just often doesn't happen or it doesn't happen as we would like it to. So if we're out on the playground and we're, uh, you know, we don't uh, play a sport well or we say the wrong thing or, you know, and if we get teased or made fun of, that's in essence of we're being vulnerable. We're trying to join someone, form an yeah, attachment yeah. bond. And then when it doesn't go well, when we feel like we've been fixed or judged or made fun of, then we're going to start retreating. And now we're playing this game of, I don't know who I want to really open up to or be vulnerable with. Right. So, so now we're kind of playing that game. And so now when we finally get married, um, this is supposed to be our person kind of baggage we bring into the relationship where, you know, we're worried that if we're too vulnerable, that then that person's going to say, oh, no, like I, I, I did not sign up for this. And that's where, you know, the, the, the distress in relationships is really it's really deeply rooted in fears of abandonment. Um, so, yeah. you know, that's that if I if I'm too vulnerable and then that doesn't go well, then this person's going to leave me, abandon me. Okay. And so, yeah, right. So EFT is really where emotionally focused therapy is where you're teaching a couple how to put out what are called emotional bids where they can say, look, here's, and, and I do this cheesy thing we can see on the video, right? Where I'm <laughs> holding my hands, like, here's my heart. What are you going to do with it? And so right. if I'm going to be, if I'm going to be vulnerable and I say, you know, this is how I really feel. And if your partner says, you know, if they're even like, you can, you can open up to me about anything, but then you tell them something and then they say, 
seriously, like with, with how long that we, you've known me and you think bad about me or, yeah. you know, then what's the response going to be? I'm going to pull apart right back and I'm going to think twice before I really try to open up again. So, so EFT is a whole different framework of how to communicate. And it really does need, you know, a little bit of a, of, of a guide at first because okay. there are they're pretty good rules to play when you're playing the game of EFT because you're going to say, all right, guys, let's be vulnerable. But man, the, the partner needs to respond in an empathetic way or else we're going to shut things down. And it's not going to work. Okay. So what does like an emotional bid look like in like an everyday situation? Yeah. So I, and I kind of come up with some cheesy things that work for me personally, and then I bring them into therapy. So this isn't one you'll see in an EFT book, but I love the concept of just coming to a partner and saying, Hey, let me take you on my train of thought. That's a big one for me because sometimes it's like, man, I've been thinking about something and this led to this thought or this thought. And now all of a sudden I feel insecure or I feel, you know, and so I'll say, Hey, let me take you on my train of thought, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I feel like, and then it's kind of whatever the example is in that moment, you know, even if it's a, um, let's just, oh, I don't know if I don't know if you want examples yet or but yeah. an emotional bid really like, okay. So, so I was thinking about this and, uh, every time I feel like I, I need to come up with examples, sometimes I'll, I'll think, oh my gosh, I, I can't think of a good solid one. And I, I had one <laughs> this morning that I thought about where, so, so put it this way. So a wife will come up to a husband and say, you know, I feel like you never plan anything. You know, I feel like you don't really care about whether we go on dates or not. I feel like, you know, it's all on me and normally in, in old school communication, then the, the husband's going to say, that's like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like I, I just planned this thing. We had friends over and then she's like, okay, fine. You did one thing, you know? And then all of a sudden now I, I would say they're back in their bunkers and they're, and they're firing shots at each yeah. other. And they basically are, are just going tip. Right. Yeah. And, and that's where we're back to how we started. Where it's like, no, I'll prove to you that you don't do much at all. And, and he's mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm locked in now. I'm going to prove that, you know, you don't recognize anything I do. And as a matter of fact, you do a bunch of crummy stuff too, you know, and then all of a sudden we're <laughs> off on a completely different topic. You know? yeah. So an emotional bid would be if, if uh, you know, if, let's just say that then she approaches it from an EFT standpoint and she's, and she's like, okay, Hey, let me kind of tell you where I'm at. So I, I just, I kind of feel like we don't really do a lot together when we do. Um, I feel like I'm the one that is doing the planning. Now, if we're doing EFT, if a couple is locked into this modality, all of a sudden he knows he's going to turn right to her because now, you know, this is my person and she's basically putting out this emotional bid. She's saying, you know, I right, can I count on you. Are you there for me? Do you love me? Do you have my back? You know, yeah. are you going to listen to me? So his job is to say, I'm all in. And now it's empathy. So it's not, you know, sympathy like, oh, that must stink. But, you know, I got stuff to do. It's yeah. empathy. Of, hey, tell me where that's coming from. Tell me what, what, what led up to you putting out this emotional bid. And that's where, you know, and it could be a lot of things, right? At that point, she could say, I was talking to my friends today and they always go on dates with their husbands. And, yeah. Or it could just be, you know, I don't know. I just feel like you don't really care about me. And I, and I think if we went on dates, it would, it would matter. Or So then if he's viewing that with empathy, then now he's saying, okay, I, I can understand. And in the EFT world, there's no, I don't believe that. Like that's, you can't do that when you're doing this new right. EFT framework. You, you have to say, okay, if that's where she's coming from, then I totally understand how she feels like she's the one that is, is doing everything. Yeah. So right there, and the cool part about the FT stuff is if she happened to have a functional brain scan machine on, which I know we all do, right? <laughs> right. We just have those sitting around. Absolutely. Right. So then the synapses of her brain are opening up. She's like, oh my gosh, he's hearing me. He's not yeah. telling me I'm, you know, I'm in the fault. I'm in the wrong or that sort of thing. So then she's like, man, that, you know, so she got her emotional bit out. He has heard her. He cares about her. And then, so with that empathy, he's saying, I can understand why that would feel like, I don't care about you or like, you're the, I'm the one that doesn't do the planning. Yeah. So then now, now it's, it's to him, it's his turn to EF, 
T. So that, that now it's like, she's now going to do the same. So if he now will say, you know, I can understand that and that makes sense. And, and now he gets to share his truth, which might be, you know, um, I feel like uh, when, you know, that I, I feel like I, I do at times, you know, I just invited my friends over and I thought that you enjoyed that, but I can understand again, if you feel like I understand where you're coming from, but I feel like, you know, number one, this isn't easy for me. I, I feel like, um, and then cause he can go back and say, I, I feel like my, my rejection issues from uh, high school come up, or I feel like I'm at work all day and I will think about this, but then I, I guess I just don't write it down and then I don't follow through. And I guess I'm, you know, and I didn't know it was a big of a problem or it's, you know, I feel like you're the more social one. I didn't know that you were thinking that I should be doing this more. So, and now we got awareness and now she, if she's doing the same thing, here's him here's and goes, him. Oh my gosh. Right. And then okay. Yeah. I can understand where if that's all the stuff going through his head makes sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so what if you have like one spouse who is willing to do that and the other spouse, you know, if they're not in couples therapy where they're both learning this new framework, yeah. you know, you've got, you know, most of my listeners are women. So they are like, okay, I'm going to try this and they get nothing. Yeah. That's no, you're right. So again, here comes made up uh, thing number two. So, and uh, I'm about to, I'm trying to work on some notes of a podcast. It's, I call it one man EFT. And, and I think yeah. on one of my podcasts, I talked about, um, you know, it's, it's how you get to the, the question. So it's, so if it's like uh, going to, and I know, and sometimes I even feel bad saying, all right, so you, the wife is going to have to do all of the work, you know, where she might be the one that's feeling yeah. like she's not heard that. And I, and I want to recognize I wish they didn't have to. I mean, it's not fair. No, but it happens, right? Yeah. So, so then that would look like what you think about, you know, with, with dating. Do you feel like we go on enough dates? Do you feel like, you know, do you wish we went on more dates? It's like, so you're leading with that empathy, right? So then yeah. if he's like, oh, you know, actually, actually, I've never really thought about that. Or, or, you know, I was thinking about that too. And I feel like we don't, or I, yeah, I feel like we do. Then it's like, cause truthfully what she just did was, you know, she just got him feeling safe, talking about talking something about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she gets to then say, Oh, okay. Cause now she has that awareness. It's she, as if, you know, yes. right. Yes. So now, so now she's like, Oh, okay. That, I, that makes sense. Cause man, I feel, I didn't even know you thought about that or cause you know, here's where my brain goes is I feel like you don't, you weren't even interested in going on a date with me or I feel like I do all of the work. And now he's like, Oh, this is a safe conversation. It's like, Oh, okay. No, I don't want you to feel that way. Right. So, so it totally can come just from one spouse if done the right way, by putting that out to your spouse in an empathetic way, hearing where they are, getting that awareness, and then being able to share your truth. Is that a good summary? It is great summary. And so, I mean, that's the, the I think it's a Stephen R. Covey thing of this seek first to understand before being understood. Yes. And I feel like that, that concept is huge in EFT. So that's an example of that where, hey, let me, let me kind of seek to understand where he's at before then I yeah. try to let him know where I'm at. So I really feel like being able to really listen and not just because we are so caught up and just ready to respond all the time. That, and that takes practice. Yeah, that's one of the things that we've been talking about the last few weeks on this podcast is, I mean, we did a, I did a whole one on empathetic listening, right? Yeah. You know, um, using your body language and just listening without listening to respond, trying to actually yeah. hear what your partner is saying, what's not being said um, f- and feeling how they're truly feeling is where you're going to make that connection. And that can also be one-sided too. It doesn't take two people to do that, which I feel like if a partner is consistently doing that, then hopefully the other partner will respond in kind eventually. Yeah. And I think it is 
fair to say, cause you know, I can, I know that I can make it sound like, see how easy this is, Amanda, you just do that. And then your yeah. partner will say, oh my gosh, that's great. And then you live happily ever after. And then that sort of thing. So I know that there's a couple of things in, in the world of EFT that, that, uh, you know, there's a, there is kind of a, a thought where if people have a personality disorder, maybe if, if, you know, if your husband's, uh, maybe struggles with some narcissistic tendencies, or if there's a really, really heavy, uh, addiction going yeah. on, yeah. It, that's when maybe this is, isn't going to work the way that I'm laying it out with the rainbow and the unicorn and all that stuff, because, you know, and that, and that's when you have to really, you know, you have to, you still have to watch, um, how, and that's why I really think that getting into couples counseling with someone who knows EFT is a really good idea. Just because I'll, I'll, I'll often say to people that I'll be approached by uh, women who will say, Hey, I really think my husband is a narcissist. For example, I don't know if this is going to work. And, you know, and, and I'll let them know that, you know, the EFT framework is going to kind of, uh, we'll know, we're going to know. Cause I mean, if he is yeah. unwilling to then have that empathy or understanding, or if he, you know, he or she immediately goes to the, um, but, but you don't understand and, and they can't sit there with that empathy and say, okay, I can imagine that would be hard. I haven't thought of it that way. Um, you know, then it, that, that can be hard. Cause one of the, and again, I love EFT and I see a lot of couples I do and it works. It really does work. Um, so for the therapist, it's pretty easy to see when it's not working because I might yeah. have, you know, I might have in a day, six couples come in and have it working like a champ and, you know, they've never communicated more in their life and everything is great. And then here comes the seventh one. And it's just so hard, but you know, they, they don't even know because they don't know even what they're trying to work toward. They don't have that model yeah. because, you know, so, the, so you really, so I can understand where some people might even be surprised that, and I've, I've been vulnerable with my partner and, and it, it doesn't work. And so that's where I do feel like, you know, getting some help with that is, uh, is probably pretty important if you, if it really doesn't feel natural or it doesn't feel like it's doable in the way that you and I have kind of talked about it today. Yeah. So I have a client who um, has a husband who just doesn't trust anybody. He's had his mm. wife was unfaithful. He has some trust issues with his parents. So, you know, even though there's been nothing in their relationship that causes him to not trust her, he just doesn't trust anyone. So like, how would you suggest yeah. in a situation like that? Like, they have a good marriage, but there's just that piece missing. They tend not to go deeper because he just yeah. isn't willing to fully open up. Yeah, no, this is good. I'll, uh, first, this is a little bit of a joke. Well, I would send uh, uh, him to therapy, her to therapy. They would go to couples therapy. Their kids would go to therapy. Their pets <laughs> would go to therapy. Everybody would go to therapy, and then it would all work out, right? Because, right. I mean, my first thought is, you know, boy, I would love to work with that guy because yeah. it's like, uh, and, and, you know, I love this concept of acceptance and commitment therapy where, you know, what are the stories his brain's trying to fuse him on? It's that no one, I can never trust anyone again yes. or what, his goal is to connect with his partner. If that's the goal. Then it's like, it's normal for him to have those feelings and thoughts because he's had that, you know, betrayal or lack of trust in the past. Yeah. But then is that, is that a productive or workable thought toward getting closer with his partner? But yeah. all that aside, if we're doing the, if I was doing couples therapy with them, um, the EFT framework still can work there because it still requires him to be vulnerable. So if she's saying, I feel like you don't trust me and I feel like I haven't given you reason not to, and I get him to sit there and, you know, kind of understand that's where she's coming from. And yeah. that really would be hard because here's this person that he is, you know, he's married to and he cares about and she's feeling like this isn't, this isn't me, right. You know, that you're, I'm, you're projecting this on me. Then we can get him to, we would hope we could get him to feel that. And then now we get to where, 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 where's his train of thought come from? And it's the, I, man, I just, this is that thing where I have a hard time trusting. And now if, you know, if he's able to express that and if that's met with no, 
well, you should trust me. I haven't get, you know, that now is met with empathy. Now there's a little bit more awareness overall. And now, you know, he will in theory feel like, okay, that, that felt a little bit better than me just withdrawing. And then her saying, you know, yeah. I haven't given you any reason not to trust. So it really is. I mean, uh, EFT is all about this, this phrase of giving things a voice. So, mm. um, and, and you can always go, if you are able to have these safe conversations, you're going to, you're going to learn more. You're, there's going to be a whole lot more awareness. Uh, and so, and when you really start to feel that connection, um, then you, you do start to be able to work through some of these things where you just feel stuck. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it does. So if you're met with, you know, a spouse, is coming to her husband and being vulnerable and opening up and that bid is basically rejected. Where do you go from yeah, there? That's hard. I mean, so I feel like, again, uh, you know, that would be the plug for uh, getting somebody involved that knows how to frame that because, um, because I feel like that, that would be hard because there she is being vulnerable. And now that's just uh, what it's, it's kind of, um, backing up that feeling of abandonment, like this isn't working and yeah. that, that I must not be enough or, or he doesn't want to connect with me. And so that's what I feel like most people are doing is they're going in there when they get frustrated enough. And then they try to make that emotional bid. Sometimes though, if they're used to a pattern of it not working, it comes out in, in anger, yeah. or it comes out in frustration. Right. Or yep. and so, and so then he's hearing the emotional bit come with, with of heat behind it or baggage and his brain's going to go into fight or flight mode. And so I feel like even when she does have good intentions, they've already developed this pattern, um, yep. this, you know, they call it in the EFT, uh, the protest polka, you know, they've, they've got the, <laughs> the withdrawal. So that's the yeah. hard part is that they've already got a pattern that doesn't really work very well. Yeah. I don't know if that was a cop out of an answer. No, it's not. It it's bit? not. I mean, it definitely okay. gives a direction of, you know, where to go. Like if you're consistently putting out these bids and they're consistently being rejected, you know, you need to find yep. some additional help. Yeah, because you're because you're most likely every time you go, it, it's going to take you a while before you get fed up enough to yeah. then put out that bid again. And it's usually going to come with, look, I've had enough. You know, I really need you to to pay more attention to me. I need to know you care about me. And when you know when when you're coming at it like that, and I don't blame anyone no. that coming at it that way, but they're frustrated, right? Yeah. But now the guy's already going into fight or flight mode, and the adrenaline. Adrenaline floods the brain and the, the reasoning part takes a back seat and all of a sudden he's ready for battle. So then, you know, and then he's going to reflexively say stupid stuff that guys do like, <laughs> well, you don't do this. You know, it's like, okay, yeah. there we go again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been great, Tony. I think we have a much better understanding of this emotionally focused communication and how it can better help our marriages. So thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. I had such a fun time. <laughs>